Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not mine. This is mine. What are you looking at? Right across, ladies, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to the G'day and welcome to The Curve. My name's Andrew Pierce, and this is the podcast that's all about culture, unity, reviews, and banter. This podcast is proudly recorded in the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region, and it pay respects to their elders, both past, present, and emerging. On this particular episode, while I catch up with uh, two of the stars of the great Australian comedy Standing Up for Sunny, which I spoke to director and writer Steve Vidler last week, which you can listen to on the feed. Um, and this time I talked to stars RJ Mitty and Philippa Northeast in two separate interviews, which you'll be hearing um, RJ's first and then Philippa's next. I absolutely love talking to these people. I absolutely love this film. I recently did my, uh, well, recently, last night, I did my uh, uh, Best Australian Films of 2019 and Standing Up for Sunny came in number nine. Uh, so cracking the top 10, which is um, pretty great because I think this is a wonderful comedy. And you know what? I, having spoken to three of the major players with this particular film, I have just fallen in love with everything that they've created here and you can really get a sense of family and unity and the care and affection that they have for each other is really really wonderful and it's nice to hear them talk about a film like this in such a united way and you know obviously uh everybody should talk about their work in a united way but there is a genuine uh care and love with this particular film and uh, hopefully you get that from RJ's interview and Philippa's interview as well and uh really I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have talked to all three people because um you know they they're great talents and they you know some are already uh, established uh like RJ and some are on their way up and Steve's been around for a long time as well um but as I've mentioned in my review I'm very excited to see what everybody does next uh in the future um and Philippa is certainly has such great screen presence and and such great uh very talent and an immense uh ability to control the screen that I'm I'm thrilled to see what she does next and uh very very thrilled to see you know her career go forward from here because she's just got so much uh talent um but anyway I'm taking up a lot of the time uh, with preamble, just gushing about this wonderful film, Standing Up for Sunny, which is going to be screening around Australia, literally from today onwards, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, there's going to be Q&A screenings uh, over in the east coast of Australia. And if you're in Perth, in Western Australia, there are Fan Force screenings coming along. Um, fan Force screenings only go ahead if a certain number of tickets are sold. So you need to uh, certainly hop on that and show that there is a need for these kinds of films to be appreciated and loved. Um, put your 
money behind Australian cinema really means a lot and um, you are putting a lot of uh, support and um, care and love into an industry that deserves a lot of care and love. Uh, anyhow, here's a quick short trailer from the film and then we're back with RJ's interview. Give it up for a very funny guy, Mysterious Bagman. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have issues. This is the story of my best friend. Girls like guys they can fix, right? I'm like catnip to the ladies. Travis is a solo act, but nobody dreams of being alone forever. Come on, just talk to the pretty girl. How hard oh, can it be? This is gonna suck. It'll be fun. I just want to see if you need help. How would this work? Why don't you go get me another beer with a lot of head? Ha ha ha! So clever. Lucky you're a freaking retard, mate. The body, the body's fried. The brain is fine. Kind of the opposite of you. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Ah, oh, good, thanks. Yourself? How's things going over there? It's going good. I wish I could be, I wish I could be there, but, um, it's been really good. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it's stinking hot here in Australia at the moment, so I don't know if you, uh, do you I'm like okay. the heat? I love the heat. I, I, I like, I, I, uh, I love the cold too. I, I'm a, I'm an extreme weather kind of guy. Right. So I like, I like extreme hot and extreme cold. Okay. We've just had it like, uh, so I'm in Perth in Western Australia. Yeah. So, uh, the opposite side of where you film, um, standing up for sunny and yeah. we're currently having a 40 degree week. Um, this week, which is, is not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds quite miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, hopefully it'll be a lot nicer on the weekend and, you know, good beach weather and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that does sound like pretty nice beach weather. And that's the good thing about Australia and uh, is the, the, the water there is quite nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't even get to come to the best part of the country as well when you were here. Like, well, next time I, I I have a quite a few friends from Perth, and they keep telling me that um that I just keep spending time in all the shabby parts. <laughs> like I don't I, I don't mean to talk us up, but we we've got the best beaches here, uh, and you know we've got a lot of other other really nice stuff too. But um, yeah, the beaches are, are really good, really 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 good. Next time, next time, I uh, I will I will for sure have to make my way yeah. out that direction. Oh, definitely, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for for you know spending some time to talk about this wonderful film as well. I I really appreciate it because um, I literally no. just put up my um, uh, top Australian films of the year last night list, uh, I, which I do every year. And um, yeah. standing up for Sonny was in the top ten, so you know that. Oh. Um, I think it's just a fantastic film. Um, it's a, you know, a film which made me laugh uh, in no other way that a film's done this year. So, uh, congratulations for that. Well, thank you, man. You know, we we were very. Um, Steve Vidler was was a great director, and he really had a lot of passion for this story, and and um, and. It was unique in so many ways, and you know, Philippa and Italia and and even Sam were were so much fun to work with, and it just was one of those projects where you're happy to go to work no matter how tired you are. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. What was it like yeah. as well? I mean, how long were you in Australia for to film this too? Um, I, I was in 
Australia. I so I I've been working and going back and forth to Australia for for quite a couple of years now, and uh, I was there for um only a, only a few months. I was there for a month and, and possibly a half, but it felt like I I lived there my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you, I mean you you kind of slip in effortlessly into the story, like you. You are you feel like a, a native to to Sydney in a lot of ways, and and I don't know if that's um, you know just because of how great the team was that you were working with that made it nice and easy for you for that to happen. And by the sounds of it, you know, I spoke to Steve last week, and it, it sounds like it was just a very harmonious uh, film to make. What was that like? It was. It was. You know, I um, I've I've been. So one of my agents is actually from um, a town called um, Wollongong. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I did some work with the Illawarras next top model there, and and I've been I've been doing some stuff with the um, with uh, the government there and all kinds of all kinds of different entities. But um, but it was really a family dynamic when it came to standing up for Sunny, and everyone really was very passionate about the project, and and um, so really. Every day after work, me and Italia would would pretty much chill and and go grab some pints and 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 just really enjoy our our space that we were able to create in, and and Stephen and the crew really made it an environment to to work and to grow and and it didn't feel contrived or forced. It was just a story of of this man's journey and all their journeys colliding together and really really creating a family and I think that helped on and off the screen of our dynamics of of these strangers all meeting and coming together and then really creating a bond from there and uh and and that's what happened that's what happened with me and Philippa and, and me and Natalia and, and Sam and 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 everyone that was a part of it and I'm still in contact with with many of the crew and, and, and some of the cast and um it was unique in in work and you know it's hard to find films where everyone is is there. You know, yeah. people people will work, people will do their job, but they're not really there. And uh and for this project everyone was on all hands on deck every day to make this movie happen. Which is great. Uh, that's that's what you want to hear, and it shows in the film. Like it shows how uh, well you guys work together. Um, I think you know a lot of people obviously would know you from Breaking Bad, which is a great show, but it's not exactly the laugh a minute show. Uh, that you know, it's not a comedy basically. Um, no. How did you find the stretching your comedic muscles here? Because uh, you're genuinely hilarious in in a lot of this, which. I hate for that to sound like a surprise, but um, no, I was, I was surprised. You don't know. Um, I, you know, Breaking Bad had a lot of dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of uh, funny moments on and off the set, and and uh, everyone kind of was was quick witted. So this quick witted smartass that hates the world. That that is my character in this. Uh, really, just came second nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. Did yeah, you... I, I I'm I'm a fairly kind guy, but but I, I do have quite 
quite a uh, quite a side to me of. I don't. Yeah, I, I I I just wanted to kind of say buggery comes to mind. Um, Which is but, good. Um, it's nice and freeing when you can do that. It was. <laughs> yeah. Well, so many people live in live in boxes, and that's what this story is about. This man who lived in a box, and that had this perception of the world that 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 he saw and held that label to himself, and through outside forces was able to just have to accept his own label of who he truly is and to be willingness to, to let people in and, and open is hard. And we all face that struggle. And I think for me, it was a great, um, a great opportunity to flex that muscle and, and to just kind of be raw and, and, and not deliberately funny, but just have those cheeky moments and have those moments where, you're like, oh, this is this is kind of bad, but it's a little funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about working with Italia, who is absolutely brilliant, and you know, just so good. has so much energy and lights up the screen. What was that like? How did you build up that kind of friendship? Because obviously, initially, um, you don't particularly like each other. Well, he likes you, but you don't like him. Um, but that friendship just evolves the first naturally. Story. Well, the, the first day me and him met, we we hit it off, and and we we uh, I talked to him, I don't couple ago, and you know he, he's such a kind and, and warm person, and um we we literally just bonded over over some some beers and some friends, and um we just kind of really um. He had some talent at the time, and they all left, and it was just us. And we just had we, we were living down the street from each other, and um, in um, oh my god, in uh, Bondi, and he, and we were just kind of going back and forth from each other's places, and it it really created a great relationship between us. And I think it it was one of those things that we had to like we had to act to hate each other. <laughs> like, sure. we had to act like we didn't like each other like that was the acting everything else was just us yeah yeah i want to talk about the script as well because you know i know that steve had uh workshopped it quite for quite a while prior to um well prior to anybody coming on really um was there any changes that you felt was necessary uh when you came on board or anything like that or or what did you find um, enticing about the script for you? Um, I, I mean, I don't really think there was changes. I think it was more of situational um, growth for the characters and and different phrasing of some of the jokes to make them stronger. Mm-hmm. Or um, just kind of really worked with that. We worked with um, another uh, comedian, um, and I worked with him quite a bit. Um, that's a local comedian that that wrote quite a few of the jokes i wrote pretty much all the jokes actually and um and i think there was a realness to it there was a realness to to um the characters all of them and i think at the time mentally i was kind of in the same place as travis um and and you know it's one of those things that that you you get fed up you get fed up with the world and the world and eventually you're like you know what 
I don't want anything to do with you and you don't want anything to do with me. So I will remove myself from this situation. And I think we've all been in that capacity. And I really related to that in the relationships that he had to go through to get out of that funk, to, to be who he truly was. And, and it was a, a caring and, and kind and a strong person, but he dwelled in his own darkness and, it, and, and his, own, his own disapproval. And I think we all face that challenge. And either we, we come, um, we overcome it or it consumes us. And I felt that it, it read very well. And I saw the vision. Stephen had the vision. Natalia, everyone had the vision of what this will be. And it's exactly what we got. This wasn't like, you know, you, you see a movie and you, or you read a movie and, and then you see the movie and go, man, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Well, when we read this and we, we, when they saw it, we we're like, yeah, this is, this, is, this is what we did. This is what I saw. This is how we all saw it. And, and again, it was like community. And this really film couldn't have been done without the community of, of Sydney and, and everything in Australia that, that made this movie great because this is an Australian film. This isn't like some, some film based in Australia. This is that we, we tried to do our best to embody the city and embody these characters to really, um, to be there. Mm. And I feel that we did a great job for that. And, um, I feel like people can relate to these stories. Yeah, well, definitely. I think there's a lot of relatability here, that it's uh, a very universal story and the universality comes from the specific specificity of it. Yeah. Uh, I hate that word because I can never say it properly, but it's, no, you, you know. <laughs> I, I <can>. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, of course, like you're an experienced actor, but you're working alongside uh, Philippa, who is just a treat Me. in this film. Um, and I had never seen her before or anything like that or heard of her before. This is the first time I'd, I'd ever uh, watched her on film. She's brilliant. She's amazing. Yeah. What, what's it like working with her? I, I mean, I love it. I love, I love her. I have so much love for her. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, how could, how could you not fall in love with her? Um, she, she just was... Who she is and what this character is—they're not the same people, but but she brings that same type of of warmth and and warmth and love and 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 genuineness to to this character, which is a lot of who she is. And I I don't think this movie could have been what this movie is without her and and Italia and Sam. Mm. And um, I, I think I think the casting that that Steven and everyone did was spot on for the story. And she, uh, you know, she, she has a big history in the industry and, in um, I, I want to say, in, in New South Wales and she's from, um, Melbourne. Sure. Um, oh, hats off for you for saying Melbourne properly as well. That's impressive. You're really becoming uh, an Australian now. <laughs> oh, man, you don't even know. <laughs> I, I spent a minute, <laughs> but, um, but it really, it really, uh, it really was unique and our, our dynamic and our family dynamic of this, uh, just, you, you can't, you can't force this. You can't like, you know, you, you can try to create a great movie and, and you can try to, to pull all the right people, but, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, 
in this, it, it, it was that perfect storm, and it was one of those things that did work out, and that it has heart and warmth and 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 cheekiness and 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 action and all, everything that you want from a from a romantic comedy. Yeah, and on that as well, like we don't see very many romantic comedies uh, anymore, which is kind of frustrating, and that's why maybe I I really like this one so much because it felt like you know. It felt like something from the 90s, I guess, in a way where we had so many romantic comedies, but it felt so much better than the ones that we did get in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's so far away from a lot of what you'd already done that it's it's refreshing to see that. Uh, what is, what's been your post-Breaking Bad life like? What's, you know, tackling films like Standing Up for Sunny and things like that, what's that been like for you? Um... Well, films like Standing Up for Sunny are easy. Finding films like Standing Up for Sunny are almost impossible. Um, you know, it, it. I I got a lot of awareness from Breaking Bad. Um, you know, it gave me a career. It gave me a platform. Without that show, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to, to or the knowledge to be able to do this movie and play these characters. And I, I'm very grateful for that. And I think it's something that, it's hard to find good projects. And, like, I do a lot of projects, but a lot of them are shit. And and the good thing is, is you don't see those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the most of the projects that I do do, I, I am passionate about. I love, I care about. I don't do projects that I don't feel that I can contribute to the story or that that um, that I cannot do. Um, so I, I'm fairly picky on that. Uh, but it really allowed me to get a lot of awareness for different organizations and campaigns that I feel passionate about that I I'm strong I feel strongly about and um, and that I uh, I want and you know it's very hard to have a breakout role and and live in that shadow of it but it's also just as hard to never have that role mm. and and never have a shadow to live under. Um, so, um, I'm very honored to, to be able to be given these opportunities to, to play these types of characters. And most of my work is actually international work. I, I, and local international work, not so much, um, um, like standing up for Sunny, you know, this was a yeah. local film. I did another one in Acapulco, Mexico, and that was a local film there. And, and one in Canada, which was a local film. And I, I've been very lucky um, to always be welcome into the communities that, that I'm I'm a part of and that I'm, I'm portraying in. And sometimes you'll see movies that you're like, oh, why they hire that American or why they do this? And, and luckily I've never gotten that. Um, but, uh, but other than, than welcome and warmth and, and really genuine caringness about the characters that I played. And I only hope that I can continue that. I hope so too. Um, do you want to shout out some of the organizations that you're passionate about as well? Uh, you know, if you want to talk about that, it would be fantastic. I'm sure that people would love to, to hear about it. Well, I mean, I mean, well, one, I'll, I'll definitely shout out. There's a group um, in, in north of Sydney. I'm trying to remember the town, but uh, I don't. It, it's called Sons of Obi Wan, and it's a Jedi school that 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 um, trains Jedi's, but a lot of their Jedi's um, have disabilities. Wow. 
and, uh, and I, uh, I had the pleasure to go up there and be a part of it. Um, you know, Shiner's Hospitals for Children has always been a big part of my life and, and many, many other organizations. Um, but there's, there's so many local organizations. I'm a big believer that I, I can, I can tell you my favorite charities, but at the end of the day, I, I rather you find your charity that you're passionate about, that you, that you believe in, that makes a difference in your life, and really focus on that. Um, anyone can donate to these, these organizations, but wouldn't you prefer to donate that you feel that directs you, that, that affects you directly? And that's, that's what I believe in. That's a, that's a pretty good thing to believe in. I think I, I completely agree with that. Um, I've taken up a lot of your time and I really appreciate it because, uh, you know, as I've said, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this film as you are too. And I think it's a fantastic one that a lot of people should see uh, with an audience because that's where the laughs are best had with, with a, a bunch yeah. of people around you and, and enjoying it and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you have a particular favorite memory about the film uh, that you, you like to talk about or if there's a particular day that you were like, yeah, this is one of the best days? There, there's, a, there's a couple. There's a, I have some amazing memories from this film. You know, we I had the pleasure. We are shooting in... in, in um, in the middle of Sydney and in, in, in urban Sydney and, and, um, and that was an honor. And, but I got to live in, um, uh, oh, um, oh my God, why am I doing this? <laughs> was it, well, oh. you did a lot of stuff. I can't remember the name of, um, the area, but obviously you were around Bondi and places like that oh. as well. Uh, but is it Newberry? No. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think there's a Newberry. New, uh, like, but we shot, which was every the community there was amazing. But I, I lived in Bondi for my my time in in um in Australia, and I loved it. And like, I literally, I lived the Australian dream. I'm living in Bondi and working in the city, and it was just such a, a surreal experience there. And and my Australian family that I've, I made there was, was brilliant. And I got to meet Elizabeth Debecky, oh, which wow. yeah. is like, holy shit. <laughs> um, but, um, but you know, I, I had some very strong memories and, and feelings for the people of, of our, our cast and crew. And, you know, me and Natalia, one of our, one of my favorite nights with him is, is me and him drinking out of pitchers of beer, uh, with some of the homies, and and we all we all went and we're like we all come back with pictures for each other and we go well cheers yeah. <laughs> and uh and just like had such a a real experience of on and off the set of of just this love that that we shared for this movie and um and it was unique it was it was everything was just so so crazy and we actually i got to i got to do a stand-up show over at um um in Sydney Harbor at oh my god what's it with the face the 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 carnival um oh yeah Luna Park Luna Park yeah I got I did a, I did a stand up show for a live audience at Luna Park for the show that was recorded and um and it was pretty crazy um having the opportunity to do that and um and I'm just happy that the joke stuck that people find it funny that they're not like oh that's crap and uh and and we we liked it we we loved it yeah it was special so 
Have you done any more stand-up after this? I did a couple of shows, but I'm really just kind of waiting until this show comes out um, to, to do more stand-up. So I, I plan on doing more, but uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, I, again, thank you very much for your time. It's been, it's been a pleasure to be able to chat to you and talk about uh, this wonderful film, Standing Up for Sunny, and um, great to see you in a lead role, a uh, romantic role as well. There's so much that uh, can be appreciated and loved about this film, and I hope that uh, everybody gets that, that same feeling that I got from it, uh, that you got from making it as well, um, because it's a great film. I love it, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, we're very happy that you feel this way, and uh, and thank you so much for enjoying. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you again. Um, I'm literally just about to hop off the, the phone here and, and get on a phone to uh, uh, Philippa. I'm calling her in all of about two or three minutes. So, um, oh, okay. Uh, well, tell her I love her. I miss her so much, please. I will do. I will do. Thank you so much, AJ, for your time. I, I appreciate right. it. Cheers. Have a good day. Cheers. Later. Bye. Nice work. How about you come in and give us some tips on how to repel people like that? How do I learn to do what you did? Sonny has assertiveness issues, don't you both? If you say so. <laughs> Why do you see that guy? Hey! Okay, rude. I'm not superficial. I do all the telethons. Those things go all night. The biggest comedy festival on the planet. We're going to enter you into the open mic contest. I want you guys together, working on comedy gold. From now on, you two are inseparable. Initiate launch procedure. You're really a piñata full of crazy, aren't you? Yes! <laughs> Do you know what it is to want something even if it doesn't make sense? No, it was crazy. Why'd you do that? I need you to trust me. Can you call me? There's something I need to tell you. I don't need you! I don't need anyone! You're making the biggest mistake of your life. I can't be in a relationship with someone that doesn't trust me. What was it? I saw her hugging Mikey and just assumed. Hey, I'm not talk to her. Hey! Your friend can't come back, Sergeant. Uh, he's disabled. I'm his carer. You're blind. He's an equal opportunity employer. Hey! He's in love, and his girl is out there. You can have two of my minutes. Thank you so much. What are you gonna say? I have absolutely no clue. Somebody is about to eat a big shit sandwich. Uh, the phone to RJ. I just interviewed him, so um, oh, wow. jumping from oh, so tag teaming, yeah. <laughs> tag teaming, you're right. You're right in the sunny world. You're very warm now to it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I interviewed Steve last week as well. So yes, you know, I just finished listening to that, so I feel very back in the sunny world too. Oh, that's I was good. Yeah, I'm that. glad. <laughs> which, is, which is very nice. What a beautiful interview. What a great man Steve is. Oh, he is, isn't he? Just a fantastic yeah. guy and uh, very open and generous and, uh, you know. I yeah, very to, honest yeah. about it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is nice to hear. I mean, I know that it's a, it's, can be a little bit challenging to be so honest about um you know, something that you love and you care about, but yeah, uh, I guess that that breeds that honesty and that that tenderness, uh, which is great. Um, 
but yeah, I'm a huge fan of this film. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we we all, RJ, me and Steve, we're all a huge fan of your reviews. Oh, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for that. Because, <laughs> you know, I'd like to be the person that says I don't read reviews, but you get, I get tempted, so it was so nice <laughs> to see that. <laughs> well, as I said to RJ um, when I spoke to him just then, literally, uh, I... I mentioned I put up my um, Best Australian Films of the Year list last night, which I do at the end of every year. And uh, Standing Up for Sunny came number nine on the list uh, out of all of them. So it's, um, yeah. That's pretty great. We'll take number nine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Still singular digit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And you're beating out some uh, pretty big films like The Nightingale and... uh, animals um, and stuff like that so that's um, what i love love to hear that i'll tell everyone at the actor awards that tonight <laughs> i'll be sure of it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. um so i want to talk about how you came onto this project how did you find it and how'd you get started on it and and what was your path to standing up for sunny yeah i mean i think for me compared to rj it was quite a traditional path to get onto this film um I had I received the script from my agent and she we are pretty close and we often discuss and I'm we're quite particular with with what I do or what I go for and we had discussed she had told me that this is a really beautiful read um, and an incredible story so give it a read and see what you think and I read it and absolutely was moved laughed cried um, also felt that this you know was a beautiful titular character that kind of flipped the stereotype of um, a female protagonist on the head a little bit. And, you know, she was flawed and she had tattoos and she loved mechanics um, and she was funny but in a grungy, terrible way. (laughs) So I was like, yes, please, can I have an audition? I'd love to give it my best go. Um, And I knew at that point that it had been a bit of an extensive casting process already and, you know, they'd gone out to... Uh, a few people with offers that were, you know, much more of a name than I was. And for some reason, people uh, couldn't do it or weren't available or didn't quite have what they were looking for. So by my uh, second callback, yeah, by my second time that I went in to audition, um, I was lucky enough to wait a few weeks and then receive the call that I had got the role. But, yeah, it was very traditional. I just went into the first casting and then the second, and then waited by the phone for yeah. a few weeks. <laughs> Which is fair. Like, I, I imagine that's that's probably a lot of what the process is like. Uh, I mean, I've never auditioned for anything in my life, but um, uh, then again, like yeah, I imagine it would be quite a stressful kind of thing to do. Um, it is sometimes, and you're just hoping that, you know, I think a lot of the time it's about the right time and, and luck, you know, who, because... Uh, because, you know, they often need names to, to make these films and that's totally understandable. Um, yeah, it's about... It, and also being with the right team. I think now I know in retrospect that Steve really wanted... He didn't. He wanted the best actor for the job. Yeah. So um, I was lucky to be in front of someone that wanted that because there's so many times that you, you know, you go in and uh, that's not what they're after. They really are, are after that um, thumbs-on-seat sale. So... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and both you and RJ have such great chemistry as well. And um, you know, and he was talking about his chemistry with Italia as well. So there was just this real family vibe to the actual to the film that really rubs off on on 
everything and it makes it yeah. just an enjoyable loving kind of film to sit there and watch um what yeah. was that like for you how did you feel coming into a project and was there a bit of a you know finding your feet with uh, a whole bunch of different actors and and finding a community how do you kind of do that it's a fractured question yeah. but hopefully you get the point <laughs> yeah no no no. i totally know what you mean i think you know it's different with every piece that you do and there's that level of anticipation about will you gel and will you get along well as as um people and as actors which can sometimes be quite different chemistries as well um but i'm often just quite open and just uh go into it a bit kind of <laughs> naively i guess and just I, I was i was actually quite fortunate that i knew who rj was but i hadn't seen breaking back right, <laughs> so yeah. probably the only person and since have caught up on that excellent excellent piece of um of tv but i think i went in just being like oh, i can't wait to meet this guy i know he's exceptional i didn't have that expectation of quite knowing the extent and the power of that um, show. So I didn't have that level of intimidation. Um, I just went in quite big-eyed and ready ready to work and ready to get on with these people. And then luckily for me, I mean, Steve, I think, has a way of bringing together some really intelligent and kind and funny people, particularly for this. So, so he had done all the work and I... Um, yeah, just got on so well with Italia and with Ella, who played my sister, and RJ, obviously. Um, it was just the most gentle, warmest group of people you could ask for. So I didn't need to do any work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. It's nice when it's a little bit effortless, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. One of the relationships which surprised me the most was... Uh, Sonny's relationship with Mikey uh, who yeah. I think is so well played by Sam Reed like he's such a great actor here and he I've mentioned you know in my review and when I spoke to Steve that you know it's so easy for that guy to be an obvious asshole but there's layers to him as well that actually makes yeah. it feel like you know the two of you have been in a relationship um, what yeah. went into making that feel genuine <laughs> well, it's quite funny you ask this, and this is probably the first time I'm ever going to go on the record saying <laughs> this, so as much as Steve was honest, here I go. Um, no, well, uh, Sam is an incredible actor in his own right, and he, like you said, he's, he's really wonderful at not just playing the villain and giving you a reason to, he justifies the character's actions and you you weirdly kind of like him even though he's been quite an asshole. And, and yeah, it makes it was really good for me because, you know, it made sense that, that, that they would be together and that there would have been a relationship there. So um, it, it could have only been handled by someone with the skills that Sam has. But I think what also helped is that Sam and I um, got very close on that uh, set and uh, really had a, a natural chemistry um, and became quite good friends. And then um, after the film finished, we've been together for two years now. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, so ironically, the asshole, the bad relationship of the film turned out to be my greatest relationship in real life. Um, yes, and that's why I'm actually here well, I'm in a hotel, and you can hear the top 40 playing behind me. It's just the hotel, not my mix. Um, 
but uh, I'm here uh, tonight because Sam has been nominated for his fantastic work in Lambs of God, and yeah. I'm going along as his plus one to support him. But, um, yes, I think that there was a lot of natural chemistry there, um, and, yeah, there was a lot of skill as well on, on Sam's part to make that a uh, likeable character in an unlikable shell. Yeah, yeah, and good luck to him as well for uh, tonight too. It's going to be, um, it, it's a great show, that that one. It's fantastic, yeah. so yeah. It is fantastic. I'll pass that on. Yeah. I'll definitely pass that on. Um, so you do, like, you do a lot of stand-up comedy in this, uh, and, of course, your character kind of uh, kind of falls into it in a way, but you mm. feel very natural and calm doing it. Um what kind of work went into that? Because it feels like you've been doing it for a long time. But you know. oh, thank you. <laughs> it didn't feel like that for me, but I'm so glad that's what came up. Um, uh, no, I was surrounded by some really great mentors, including um, Justin Hamilton, who is a great comedian and comedy writer, and Steve put me in contact with him just to kind of learn the colloquial colloquialism of. Um, of stand-up and um, practice some of my bigger pieces um, with him. So I had a lot of support. Uh, I love comedy and I love going to watch comedians and a lot of my friends um, are comedians themselves and I, I got a lot of open mic nights. And so whilst I'd never, ever, 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 ever been up on stage doing stand-up, I definitely... Uh, have, I'm, I'm known to the world, you know, I'm familiar with that world. So um, it was a completely new skill for me, but I had a lot of support with Justin um, and Steve's writing was so funny and uh, gave me a lot to work with. So I think that was, yeah, very beneficial that the script was already so strong mm. um, that I didn't actually have to write my set, <laughs> which every comedian has to. So, you know, I really got by there. Um, but, yeah, I, went, I just went and watched a lot of, well, a lot more comedy and, and um, yeah, did a bit of training. But that's the joy of doing any character with a new skill in anything, just the, the new things that you will learn and you kind of have to learn and, and go deep into um, I was so scared, but also thankful that it was comedy because I don't think I would ever get that opportunity to do any stand-up or experience that. So it was really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that as well in the sense that, you know, it's such a... So many people do try stand-up comedy and don't manage to execute jokes or anything like that. Like, I... I know I would fall flat on the stage or anything like that, but it's <laughs> it's it's great to see that you know there's such an ease and a comfort in in both you and and RJ's presence on stage, and and I imagine that comes back to working with Steve and and the script that he's it written. Does, yeah. yeah, yeah, it does, and also you know that everyone was there was paid to laugh, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think often comedians have that, <laughs> but we were very, you know, we were in bubble wrap there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting the impression that, you know, if I, if I want people to enjoy my attempts at comedy, then I just have to slip them a $5 note and 
Uh, yeah, work, you yeah. know. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to give them much. We didn't have a high budget, but at least give them a sandwich and a cup of tea, and then, you know, they'll be fine. Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll keep that in mind if I ever decide to uh, step into the world of stand-up comedy. Comedy, yeah. yeah. I can now mentor, just but really terrible mentoring. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, you can, you know, you can become a multi-hyphenate in a lot of ways, which is what a lot of people do. I mean, Steve's a, a multi-hyphenate writer, director, actor, and yeah. doing everything. Um, is. is that and I think that sorry you, sorry, go. you go no 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 it's no right. I just it's probably bleeding into the question that you're going to ask but I think um, in this industry and you probably know yourself that you kind of you know you have to do quite a bit um, it's multifaceted but I, I think there's a level of doing in front of the camera and behind the camera to gain a sense of autonomy over your work because you do get sick of and I know Steve felt that way too, even though he's at a really high level. But you get sick of waiting for that call. You want some control over what you do. And particularly for me because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat known here for Home and Away, but I'm certainly not a name by any means. So um, you do want to, yeah, uh, learn the other side so that you can just take a bit more control. Mm. And I like... Steve does some work with Afters, which is obviously a great um, school for television, radio and, and film here in Sydney. And I was, when I was in my third year on Home and Away, I got a bit frightened of finishing and, and thinking, oh, shit, I don't want to be in that position of waiting for phone. So I went and studied producing there whilst I was shooting. Um, and... That was good for me because it did, like I was saying, give me a sense of autonomy. And I also, it took that personal thing away because I understood the funding process a bit more. I understood why I wasn't being cast in A or B um, because, yeah, it was just, it was very beneficial for me to know both sides. Yeah. Mentally, um, emotionally, practically, it was very useful. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. I can imagine that is very useful, and it's certainly I've spoken to a lot of people who've gone to afters, and and just learning and understanding that whole process um, has made their filmmaking journey a lot more complete and and understanding, you know, not just acting or writing or directing or anything like that, but understanding the whole toolbox, which is really exactly. helpful because it makes it into a a better experience. And certainly, uh, with the way with how independent Australian cinema is, it's it's almost a, a necessity in a way um, to I think have so. that. Yeah. I think so. And, and I know that I often bond better with um, people that don't necessarily see themselves just as actors. They see themselves uh, as creative. You know, they take in it's a more wholesome approach to the whole process. And, uh, and I think you're right. I think in independent Australian terms, that, yeah, that's really necessary. Um, yeah. What's uh, I I you know I've spoken to people from Home and Away before, but I never really asked about what the process is like working on there, and you know, oh. what's it like being part of that kind of legacy of such a huge TV show. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. It is because I, I kind of considered it like an apprenticeship really, or a, a university. Although, actually, I felt like I was qu quite lucky because I'd finished high school and then at 18 
moved from Melbourne to Sydney and went straight into filming. And I didn't have any idea. I didn't know what a boom was. I didn't know what a mark on the ground was. I had absolutely no technical or no acting experience. Um, so I was very lucky. And then that show, like an apprenticeship or a university degree, just taught me so much so quickly over uh, the three and a bit years that I was there. Um, so in from that point of view, the training is unlike anything that you'll ever get again on any other show and the stability and the consistency. Um, you know, we shot a feature film worth of content a week, wow. which is just, now that I think about it, it's just so insane. And, and insane from, you know, everyone's point of view. Yes, the actors are, uh, are learning their scripts very fast and turning over very fast, but so are the script writers, so are the editors, so are you know, sound and um, the directors are working on a number of different storylines at the same time. So I think, um, you know, people often look to those shows and they are soaps, you know, they're, they're, they're lacking in parts and the storylines aren't as, as meaty as other shows. But if you think about how quick they are going and for what they produce based on that, it's incredible. And I felt incredibly grateful to be a part of that and get that training. So, and I came in with such a beautiful group too. Like I felt very lucky, my generation, which kind of included people like Jake Spear, who played my twin, and Cassie Howarth and Charlie Clawson, um, were all such gentle, wonderful, intelligent, um, hard-working people. So I got a really good go, a really good go of it. Yeah, I guess in a way it's a bit like Saturday Night Live where... You know, they have a yeah. they have a group of people who come along, do their bit, and then they move on to bigger and better things. And uh, I never, I, yeah. I mean, it's a shame to say, but it's been a very long time since I've watched Home and Away. It's unfortunately just yeah. not in my wheelhouse of. Uh, no, no, watch, it, <laughs> I mean it's on all the time. If you ever want to watch it, you don't have to rush to see it. <laughs> it's not a four part series. <laughs> no, but it's but the thing is though is that you know all of those names that you just mentioned and yourself too. It's like. Yeah. For me, at least, I I like to consider myself tapped into the Australian film industry and things like that. And yet, I tend to forget the you know the breeding ground that Home and Away and and I don't know if I can say this to somebody who's not Home and Away, but Neighbours as well. No, no. <laughs> I was a Melbourne girl, so I was a much bigger fan of Neighbours originally. <laughs> well, well, I mean, over here in WO, we've got the Heights now, so you know we have our own yes. little uh, competition show too. <laughs> Yeah, that's an excellent show. Oh, it's great. I yeah. really get into the hype. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is. It is. You're right. It's a breeding ground. And um, I think there's some really special people coming out of those breeding grounds. And uh, it, I love the industry and I, I love being creative. But it is, it's taking a new form with how, um, which is really positive, how international Australia is becoming in terms of being able to compete on an international level because these online streaming giants are getting uh, a lot more money and, you know, we're seeing Stan make shows for so much money compared to what we've had here before and huge international stars are coming over and being a part of these shows, which is so great and it makes, it makes that culture of Australian TV and film really, particularly TV, really change. You know, it's not just... Uh, it's, right now the conversation is you know, um, they watch one of these mega shows 
that's been made in Australia and people say, oh, it's great because, you know, it doesn't look Australian. And then hopefully we can shift that even further where the culture just changes and these shows do look Australian. Um, So it is an exciting time, but I think for people that have been on the smaller network shows, the long-running but the smaller network shows, it is hard because you're, you're not a name. So there is definitely things that we're missing out on, not because of the quality of acting, um, more because of what these giants need in terms of, to, you know, to get people to watch the show. So, yeah. It's, yeah. so it's interesting for someone like me because there's, there's so many pros right now in the industry, but there's a lot of hurdles and there's a lot of hustle as well to kind of just get it get into that new realm mm. uh, yeah yeah how, how important is it for you as an actress to be in Australian content like- it's really important it's really important to me I really love telling Australian stories and I think we've got a long way to go in um, telling Australian stories that are really impactful properly inclusive like we're starting to touch on it now but we've got so many more stories that we could tell uh from our history and from now too um so to be a part of that is something that i feel really passionate about um it does feel in some ways that sometimes you have to go out to get back in Mm -hmm. like you have to go and get that international credit to get back in in the stories that you want to tell here, which is exciting but also unfortunate because people then, you know, view you as uh, being a young um, Australian actress that's just itching to go to Hollywood, and it's not necessarily the case. It's more that um, you know that you can better manipulate your career and be more in the stories that are Australian stories that you're more passionate about if you do go and get that... um, international credit that they can work with a bit more Mm. um but yeah if i ever went out it is purely to come back in in a way that i yeah 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 that's actually really refreshing reassuring to hear (laughs) yeah yeah no i know i know it can be perceived um differently it can be perceived as you know Australians just want to get out get off the island go go to bigger things but I, I think a lot of the time particularly the people that I'm speaking to it's just really so that they can come come back in a very strong way and have more control over what they do and what they tell mm. well I guess from my perspective at least when I I watch you know Australian films and often I'll watch them and like Judy and Punch for example which I think is an absolutely brilliant film and to me, yeah. I'm like what Mira Fuchs has done with that movie kind of feels like a bit like what Jennifer Kent did with the Babadook, and they both feel mm. like almost like audition tapes for American cinema in a way. It's like, yeah, I made yeah. this. Can you imagine what I can do with American money? And exactly, yeah. It's nice but to hear you say, yeah. Sorry, you go. Yeah, you go. no, sorry, I'm. I'm talking all over you. I'm going to no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, yeah, it is, yeah, I, I hope that people invest more strongly back into our um, industry, but I guess, you know, uh, if Australians are over there doing great things, then ultimately it is it is good for the country, although it, it, it does take it out sometimes. Um, 
but yeah, no, I feel very strongly about Australian cinema and TV. Well, that's good, and yeah. you should feel very strongly about this film as well because it's great. <laughs> Thank you. I do. I love this film. It was so, it was such a beautiful message whilst being so hilarious and lighthearted. It really had something important to say, and it also, you know, it did. I love the film because it didn't. Um, these characters all had things that they were dealing with and they were all flawed in their own way, whether it was um, just had relationship flaws or, you know, they had physical disabilities or mental disabilities. Um, but it didn't, the film wasn't about that. Mm. It, it, it normalised that we all have flaws and then it just examined this hilarious, silly rom-com, which was really what the heart of the film was about you know um so it was it tackled um it tackled that in a, in a beautiful way i thought yeah well it, it never felt like it was capital d diversity or or anything no, like exactly. that um and you know that's uh, that's got to be a really uh difficult thing to be able to be like you know you want to be able to have something that is diverse and and shows a lot of different people from a, li- a lot of different walks of life but so often those kinds of films that are made with that in mind are dealt with like, hey, look, we cast a disabled person in the lead role or something like that, or we're yeah. talking about mental illness and things, and it's like, that's great that they are, but it's also like, don't make that the point of the movie, and that's what I love yeah, about this film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think so too, and, and from a lot of the feedback that I heard through the festival run, that's what was what was appreciated about these films, this film, and people that were struggling with, um, or just not even struggling, or just had a mental or a physical disability, or worked with people that do, um, really just appreciated that they were just humans at the end of the day. And the message of the film was that we are all just humans at the end of the day. You know, it's not it's not about what we have or, or don't have. It's just about the way that we interact with ourselves and with each other. So I know that that was, and I felt so proud that people were responding yeah. to that. And I know RJ did too. Yeah, definitely. And certainly now mm. that it's going out and more audiences are being able to see it, I, I, I look forward to hearing what people have to say and uh, mm. seeing the audience reactions because I think that it's certainly a, a crowd-pleasing film in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I can't wait. So tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow we'll, we'll go to the opening at, uh, in Sydney, which will be very exciting, and do a Q&A. And it's nice to be back in sunny worlds. I'm so glad that it's um, having a chance to have more eyes on it. And Steve really deserves that. Like, he's such a phenomenal artist, and I'm so glad that he's, whilst there's been struggles with the distribution, that, you know, there's, um, there's a chance for more people to see his film. Yeah, definitely. Well, Philip, I have taken up a lot of your time and I really appreciate it. It's been a... Oh, not at all. It's been my favourite to chat. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, Well, I mean, it's been been a real joy to be able to talk to Steve, RJ and yourself about this film. And, you know, I saw this all the way back in August and I've been itching to, uh, you know try and boost it up as much as possible and when the opportunity thank came up you. I'm like yes please <laughs> so. yeah no thank you we really really appreciate it and you know it's not just uh from our end getting the movie out there people like you and um are, are really integral to getting this great piece of Australian cinema out where it should be so we're really really grateful thank you yeah uh, look anytime um 
have a great night tonight at the actors as well. I'm I'm sure it's oh, going to yeah. be a fantastic time and uh, yeah, you know, getting all dressed up and everything like that. It will be yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. And fingers crossed for Sam. Good one, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, look, you have a lovely day and uh, good too. luck with the Q&As as well. And uh, yeah, enjoy your, your, Thank your very much. sunny life. And I, and I hope your um, dog is okay. Oh, yeah. He's doing much better. Thank you. Uh, he was very... Uh, distressed and unwell the other night and uh he's doing much much better so uh oh good yeah thank you for that i appreciate it (laughs) no worries all right well i'll speak to you soon have a great day you too bye bye so that was rj Mitty and philippa northeast talking about their work on the australian comedy standing up for sunny which is heading around australian cinemas this week and i highly recommend heading along to go and see it as i said at the beginning this is number nine on my australian best australian films of 2019 list it is a genuinely great australian comedy and one that deserves to become a classic and i i absolutely love it and i can't wait to re-watch it i, I think it's a real treat of a film and i hope that you enjoy it a lot too and i hope you've enjoyed these particular discussions especially uh, these three that i've had with the the filmmakers behind standing up for sunny and if you enjoy that then head over to the website thecurb.com.au to check out other interviews and articles and all that kind of stuff and and basically uh, keep track of what we're doing there. There's a newsletter you can subscribe to. You can also head over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thecurbau, and the same on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecurbau, or just plug it into your app and give us a follow. Um, Always putting out new content and always supporting Australian films, and that's the main thing. Uh, So, yeah, at the end of 2019, I hope that you have enjoyed some great Australian films and I really hope that you head along in 2020 to go and support the Australian film industry. It's a really uh, massive thing that needs a lot of support and care and love and attention. Uh, and thank you all for supporting and joining along with the journey of the curb in 2019. It's been a really massive year for us and uh, had a lot of traffic hitting over the website and a lot of people reading reviews and sharing them and that's that means a lot uh, it's fantastic to see that and uh, i look forward to uh, delivering more of the same in 2020 um, and maybe even a little bit more thank you very much guys i'll see you uh next year i guess i probably won't be doing another one of these uh before the end of the year so i'll see you next year in 2020 have a safe new year's Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. Get great fall savings on all your home care and entertaining needs during the fall home care event at Safeway. Head into Safeway and get deals on products like Clorox disinfecting wipes, Swiffer wet mopping cloths, Lysol all-purpose cleaner, Swiffer wet jet mopping pads, Mr. Clean multi-surface cleaner, or Lysol power toilet bowl cleaner. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for more details. Offers expire October 31st. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary.